Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to The Hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello again, everyone, and welcome back. Another episode of The Hook after taking last week off. We are back this week, as sponsored by Circus Sports here uh, in Iowa. My name's Ken Miller. You can uh, perhaps, if you're so inclined, we'd love to have you listen to Trent Condon and myself on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, Monday through Friday from 11 until 1. My partner is the Vice President of Operations at Circa, an Iowa native who's back in his home state last week. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the All-Star Game. We'll talk about what must be a very slow week in Las Vegas when it comes to betting on sports. You had the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game, Summer League NBA, Scottish Open, but not a whole lot more. Mike Palm, how are you, Mike? Come back from vacation. You got back to your home state. I'm guessing it was just how you remembered it. How are you? Well, I'm going from 88 with 95% humidity to uh, 108 with 10% humidity. So, you know six of one half a dozen of the other although you you don't being out here so long i'm not used to the humidity you know it, was, it right. took a couple days the trip um we, we landed in monday and went home on friday the thursday and friday were really nice but it was hot mm-hmm. hot and humid and uh, stormy in chicago when we went over on wednesday what did you do in chicago touristy stuff did you, you just bounced around did you get to uh what do they call it What's the name of it? I just John. We made a day trip. We made a day trip. So we left uh, Dubuque at um, 4 a.m. and and drove Mm -hmm. over and we went on up the Sears Tower. My wife's obsessed with all the other. We went to every every skyscraper in New York. But um, she says, Willet, we're going to Willet. Willet. What? what?" I said, what? Willet. I know, you know, I know it is a Sears Tower, but uh, we went up the Sears Tower. We went and had breakfast. We took a two hour uh, boat cruise down the Chicago River to look at all the architecture. Okay. And we went yeah. to Millennium Park and Grant Park and then eventually Navy Pier. But we got that's what I was thinking of. We got shut out because before we could we we had dinner there and then before we could get on the rides, I mean the weather turned. It 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 rained hard from like two thirty to three and then it got sunny again. But then come six forty five, I mean the birds were going nuts. You you knew something was coming <laughs> and the lightning came and and then I'm on Lower Wacker Drive underneath water. I mean, my wife says, slow oh. down. I said, I won't get through the intersection if I slow down. We got we to gotta get up to, you know, up above yeah. the uh, lake level here. We're going to get washed out. Um, but uh, it was a fun day trip, you know, and the kids slept on the way back. So it was good. My wife had never been to Chicago. So it was a nice little trip. And then we did a lot of things with my mother. We saw the fireworks on actually Monday night, July 3rd. Uh, we were right on the river there in Dubuque uh, and and watched, which was which was a, like a ninety minute fireworks show between several different ones doing it and uh, did did a bunch of stuff there. Um, you know, my son hadn't been back since he was two, and now he's seven. So, and then my mother got to see the baby and meet and, mm-hmm. and meet my second wife. So, um, it was a nice trip. It was a nice little four or five day trip. It almost started out disastrous. <laughs> you know, we got to the the Eastern Iowa Airport in Cedar Rapids and. Yeah. Uh, we go to the to the luggage carousel and our bag isn't there. Oh boy! We've got all the clothes. We only did one check bag and we took three like um, 
backpacks as carry-ons for the kids' stuff. But all the clothes for all five of us and shoes and everything, my wife's purses were all in this bag, 49 and a half pounds. And we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting. We're, you know, we get right to the 50. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. So finally I go up to the Allegiant counter, you know, and she says, well, not much what we can do. If we find it, we'll send it to you. I said, well, that's not, that, that doesn't work. We might as well go home. We might as well try to find another flight home somewhere, drive to Des Moines and fly home. I mean, uh, so there was one bag left on the carousel. So I said, it, well, this person had to have taken her because they said the bag yeah. was scanned in off the plane. Wow. So, but the bag was nine pounds, Kenny. I mean, come Oh, jeez. So I said to my wife, let's eat lunch. Let's stall around here as long as we can. They said they're calling this person. They're calling the son. They're calling this and that. Finally, like an hour and a half later, we headed to Dubuque, rented a car, and we were just getting through Anamosa, and the Allegiant called and said they brought your bag back. So my wife said, you want him to ship it? I said, no, I'm driving back and getting our bag now. I don't, you know, what ship it? We get it tomorrow night? Right. Right. It's 90 degrees. I mean, I can't, we need clothes. Yeah. So uh, we went back and got it. So we wasted about three and a half hours, but it would have been really bad if we didn't get our bag. Well, and how about the person that picked up the 49 pound bag and didn't realize that they packed a nine pound bag? He said his grandson picked it up and, oh. didn't and then they, they, they texted him like eight times, called him before he finally answered and then brought the bag back. But I, in this day of high technology of everything, there's so little security to luggage. I mean, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yep, good point. Excellent point. Well, glad it worked out. Glad you got the bag. Glad you got home, saw your mom, uh, and back and recharged the battery. So what's this week like in Las Vegas, Mike? I mean, home run derby. First of all, I guess let's start there. What kind of right do you do on the home run derby? More than the all-star game. I'll Is tell you that, that a fact? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We did more right on the home run derby than we did on the all-star game. Um and very little end game. So I, I mean, people just weren't compelled to it or weren't drawn to it or, you know, there was a little bit of action on the national league. You know, they went to be small favorites, yeah. even though they hadn't won in so long and haven't have been dominated. But I mean, the, you look at the two lineups, they had the superior lineup, but they almost blow it again. They had to come back. Yep. Kimbrell. Um, it was just really anticlimactic. meant more people, much more interested in the home run derby. And of course you can, you bet the you bet the future and the matchups each round, and yep. it was just a good. It was it was uh, about I think it's just a little over fifty percent more right on Monday than on Tuesday. So over six figures on the home run derby. Oh yes, wow, absolutely, yeah. How about here in the state of Iowa? Do you have those numbers? Was it? Was I, it, it was pretty similar. It was. was it? It, it wasn't a lot, and it was about even Monday and Tuesday. Gotcha. You know, it used to mean so much, right? I mean, I know it was like for for little Ken Miller in the 60s. This was appointment TV because we didn't have interleague play. You would only see a couple of teams a year, seemingly. This was this was you can't miss as a kid, as a baseball fan growing up as a junkie. It's changed. Why? And of course, if you were a Cubs fan, you know, like most of us in Eastern Iowa are, you pulled for the National League, and the oh, National sure. League dominated there. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget when Antley Hamaker gave up the grand slam to Fred Lynn. I was so angry because they yeah. finally lost. They had a big long yeah. string of winning. But yeah, it was. It was absolutely. A point, and it's still the best of the All-Star Oh, games. without a doubt. It's without only a real doubt. game where they yes. really play a game. Right. Uh, I hate the uniforms. I mean, the uniforms. Oh, terrible. Are, just let them wear their own uniforms. Like preach to the choir. Yeah. You're let them all the wear choir. throwbacks. Do something to market mm -hmm. marketing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, three shades of navy? What the heck was yeah. that? I mean, it's just awful. 
No, it was a bad look. The National League looked ridiculous. Um, that's what you want to see, right? You wanted to see yeah. your team's hat on your guy as the introductions, whether we're starting or not. Yeah. You wanted yep. to see your guy for the team you root for. God, I loved the All-Star game when I was a little kid. Well, we'll see. And you're right. It's by far. Um, is it action-wise when it comes to the NBA All-Star no, game? No, the NBA All-Star game gets more right. Um, no, nobody does this, whatever they do with football now. I mean, that they've just yeah. killed that. So, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing there. But the NBA All Star Game gets more, and then of course the build up too with the three point and the slam and all mm-hmm. that stuff. That the, the rookies game and all that. People bet into that the whole weekend. Is um, the NBA Summer League? I, I, I've seen it build over the years. Um, a lot of people. I mean, I know people that actually went out there to watch this event because it's reasonable. You can get in. Um, the last, I mean, I didn't check with them this year, but in the past, you buy a session ticket. You can see a couple of games yep, for the price games. of your ticket. All mm-hmm. of it at Thomas and Mac. Um, it's, is it still continuing to build momentum? And, and how busy are you guys as far as taking action on the summer league? We're writing a little bit. I mean, um, most people go out and at least take one session, and they kind of run concurrently at Thomas and Mac and Cox, which are right there on the UNLV. Mm-hmm. campus uh, i think Wimbayama being pulled out right away yeah. kind of took a little bit of the luster off of it mm-hmm. but it's pretty good i mean take your kids out there and watch a lot of guys that are going to play in the nba and they're competitive right. and they're pe- competing for a spot and uh it's not bad and it's it's obviously economical what did you bet on this week i uh bet a parlay in the first round of the home run derby and that's it <laughs> and I bet I bet some in-game Wimbledon this week. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, I almost bet the USA last night over Panama because everybody bet Panama and the price got down to like you could have got one fifteen. I'm glad I didn't. Not only didn't they win in regulation, they didn't even advance. Yeesh. I mean, you could have got Panama about plus two forty to advance. So uh, I laid off of that. But there's really nothing right now. I haven't made a bet today. I watch a little bit of summer league. Yeah, um, you can kind of. It's a little bit like the NBA. Wait for one team to get ahead 15 and just bet the other team because they come back, right? Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Of the uh, tennis majors, is this the most popular as far as betting? Uh, It's close. Or U.S.? No, it's close with U.S. Open because obviously people get very involved in Mm the that's here and more Americans play here and more storylines. So it's not like the Masters towers over golf with the majors. This doesn't. Wimbledon and U.S. Open are kind of co one uh, A and one B there. I'm meaning to ask you this: uh, we 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 know how much um, uh, what Vegas fans when it comes to the Golden Knight that they like to bet on their team. You guys are in Colorado. Do you notice a disproportionate amount of wagers on the Broncos or the Avalanche or the? I can't think they're betting the Rockies, but the Nuggets perhaps. We lost to the Nuggets futures there, and we, I told you, you got hit with the Lakers, yes, to make the playoffs. But there's yeah. less as a percentage of recreational play because we don't have a brick-and-mortar book mm. in Colorado. So it's not as much homerism there as there is in Las Vegas gotcha. where we have so many local customers that come here and watch the games here. You don't have yeah. a book there for them to go and watch, and, and so that makes a big difference. Uh, Florida getting close, what does that mean, if anything, to you? Is it going to be a, a crazy tax rate? Um <laughs> The the Indian uh, gaming is going to be involved yeah. in it. What does what does Florida do? Yeah, the United's very powerful there, so yeah. Um, I I I'm not optimistic that it's something that's probably going to fit into our business model. Yeah, uh, it'll be pretty popular, don't you think? I mean, oh, how, absolutely, right? Big states, the big states don't know. New York has it with a ridiculous tax rate, and mm-hmm. Texas hasn't gotten it together. California, so this is like you know the next big big state to go. 
Yeah. Uh, let me get a save baseball in the second half for just a second. We're getting closer every day to the NFL. So let's start with the, uh, the contest survivor and circa millions. I'm guessing it's starting to pick up steam as we get closer uh, to August. It's still, there's obviously a huge overlay still, but what's, uh, what's the uptick been like in, uh, since we last spoke two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to pull up the numbers here. And we had some down days because people weren't in the book right? because of All-Star Week where we only did like 50, uh, 50 or 60 entries. Um, but we're getting there. Obviously, we, we passed the 1 million, 1 million mark threshold, over 1,000 uh, entries. And survivors continuing uh, to pace pretty clear of circa millions. That's going to be interesting because Derek and I had a conversation about um, as we get to August, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, you switch the advertising push mm. heavily to, to millions to because you're going right. to be okay and survive. I mean, I can see that happening. Yeah. As I said to you before, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, mo- mostly at this time, if there's a difference, it's five or 10% above. Um, but uh, almost double. I mean, we're at seventeen thirty-six, eleven twenty-three in the survivor, six hundred in the in the millions right now. Jesus. Uh, while you were gone, I believe it was while you were gone. I mean, I know you're aware of it. You're probably in a lot of these negotiations. Circa and the power slap. I don't know if it's a league. The power <laughs> slap people formed oh. a relationship. How big is that going to be? I honestly, I think it's ridiculous. Well, uh, the, the, they attended the one at the apex here uh, while I was gone. Derek and he brought a bunch of people sat with Dana White. The relationship for us is important because the deal we made with Power Slap, we're now able to broadcast these USC pay-per-views at Stadium Swim. Oh. That was part of the deal with the sponsorship, oh. which is much which at this point is much more important, right? Because yeah. we did this UFC Saturday night at Stadium I Swim saw and it. we it got was packed 2000 people. Yeah. So and so the deal encompasses I think the next uh, 14 fights with UFC to be broadcast at Stadium Swim. So um, it's that pretty, had to uh, be a kicker to the deal, right? I mean, you guys had to oh, have yeah. that to do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw some of the pictures from Stadium Swim. I thought, my gosh, I haven't seen it this crowded in a long time. Didn't realize that that's what. So you don't have to charge other than the, the normal get in rate. You don't have to upcharge to get to Stadium Swim to watch the fights, if, 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 right? Yeah. That's correct. Interesting. That's interesting. Correct. Uh, NFL overall. Um, did you watch quarterbacks last night, by the way, on Netflix? I don't know if you're a Netflix I did not. I started to, I started, I watched the first episode um, and Mahomes and Kirk Cousins were, were really good in it. Um, but just NFL overall starting to see writing more futures. Is it still tourists or are some of the, you know, the sharp starting to take a look at all the different offerings that you guys have. And I love the Super Bowl exacta, by the way. I can't talk Condit into it. He's completely wrong. I absolutely love it. Uh, how much you, how much business you see in NFL-wise? Um, not a lot. You know what? We'll, we'll kick it off for us when we put the alternate win totals up. Yeah. Uh, that's what we do a great deal of business on. And I know there's a couple other books that offer them now. We were the first in Nevada to do that. So I think people are waiting on that, which should be out here uh, in the next week or so. The uh, alternate, um, uh, the Super Bowl exacta. So, for instance, if I'm going to bet the Chiefs, I'm going to get what six to one, eight to one, something like that. How many teams realistically can represent the NFC, Mike? In your mind, two or three? 
Well, I start with Philadelphia and San Francisco, and then yep. I'm not sure who's third. Cowboys, maybe? <laughs> That's another one I say I'll believe it when I see it. Lions, uh, believe when you see it? Believe it when I see it. Yep. I, I just – I. I don't. I don't think there's anybody in the South. No. Nope. Um, Trent like Seattle those. in the West. I know a lot of people are on Seattle right now. A lot of guys at VSIN are betting Seattle over win, Seattle playoff, all uh, that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they did lead San Francisco at halftime in that yep. game in yep. the playoffs. So maybe they're the third choice. But, God, boy, I narrow it down to the other two, I think, is it's pretty clear. The AFC is a different story. Right, and that's why I took the Chargers and I took the Bengals. Did you did you did you take a two team NFC with a bunch of different AFC teams for the Exacta? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. I uh, I funded my Circa account because I I hadn't been betting with you guys just because of our relationship. (laughs) I don't want to take your money. (laughs) Uh, I'm that confident. Um, But uh, knowing how my betting's gone over the last few years, it's uh, you guys are going to just be fine. But when you see the prices, I mean, you're getting a hundred to one, 150 to one chargers over Niners is a huge price, huge price. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. And then you're invested. So if you don't want to bet on a certain week or whatever, yes. You already got action on all those games. I do. I think I've I got eight different combinations that I bet. Yeah, my money's tied up until the end, but the but the carrot at the end, the pot of gold rather at the end of it. When you're seeing triple digits, yeah. there's one I got two hundred to one. I think it's Chargers over. Maybe it's the Cowboys. Chargers over Cowboys, like two hundred to one. That's a crazy price. Yeah. Anyways, let's do baseball. Second half of the uh, baseball season. You guys put something out very interesting today. Yes, no to make. Uh, to win the uh, to make the playoffs, not enough to win the uh, win the World Series. Just have to make the playoffs. There's one team that to me kind of stands out above all the others, um, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. So yeah, I get it that they've got a phenomenal record and everything, but as of late, and maybe they were just you know staggering to the All Star break. Maybe they just needed the All Star break. But a 26 to one no to make the playoffs. Baltimore's good. You know, the Yankees, they might be in the Otani sweepstakes. The Blue Jays are going to hang around. Um, if the Rays don't make the playoffs, that's 26 to 1. Is there another team that you kind of kind of fancy? That's a big price, 26 to 1. Interesting. I'm just looking here. I think the Mariners are a little bit interesting. Um, to not make the playoffs? Or no, yes, yes at, a, at plus 270. Yeah. They're a little bit interesting. Um, because I don't think it's beyond um, the realm of, of possibility that they could pass the Astros and the, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I want a little bit higher. Pro- I'm just looking through to see if there's anything that's that seems to be ridiculous to me. Just to get in. Twins plus 120 to not make the playoffs? I mean, they're not the- – they well, you have to win they, that I division. Win, I think Cleveland wins the division, but you bet that to get a better price. Take Cleveland at sixty-five to one to win the World Series, or wherever you can find it, it's right. fifty-five to one. Um, because you know that the three seed still gets to host all three wild card games. I right. know they have to play in the wild card round, but you get three home games. Right, but if you're uh, in the Central Division, there's only one team coming out of the Central, one. and and plus money on the Twins not to make it. Nationally, you could get two in the Central. The American League, you're not. Derek's right. all high on the Tigers now. He's, you know, they're yeah. hanging around. Yeah. I don't know. They pitch too much hurt pitching, though, to me. You know, they had right. too many guys. 
Too many guys hurt. Although that Manny kid was really good last weekend against the Blue Jays through six innings of that. Uh, yeah, the no hitter. I watched that combined no hitter Saturday. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was unbelievable. Uh, start to finish on that one. So let's go. Let's find a second half team that we can maybe make some money on. Who's the team that you've got your eye on for the second half of the baseball season? Everybody says Padres. Some people huh. say Mets. Huh. Musgrove's been better. better. Mets, Mets played better down the stretch. They got a long way to go is the problem. And you got to overcome a lot of teams in that National League wildcard hunt. Right, Remember, including you know, the Phillies in their own division. Including the Phillies in their own division. And you got to, you know, the Braves are obviously the best team in baseball right, right now. Right, by mile. I think Houston is a team to watch. I, I liked Mitch Moss's pick of Houston at second at 11-1 to 1 in the draft mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Framber is now the favorite to win the AL Cy Young. I was, I was grousing about him for much of the year, but my 25 to one ticket is now plus 195. Is it? Um, maybe it's the time to get off it and find a no price at two, you yeah. know, at three to one or something. I know, you know, they have ridiculous splits on right. the no at this point, but I don't know. I still see seven and six that, that worries me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the Astros are interesting. I, I don't think Texas wins the division because, I'm not sure John Gray can pitch as well as he did in the first half. And will Dane Dunning keep pitching as well? Right. And obviously uh, the injuries. So uh, I like Bochi and I have him over the 80 and a half. I'm pretty sure that's going to be good, but I, I, I make the Astros a favorite. And I think the Astros might even go out and get another starting pitcher mm-hmm. uh, at this point. So I, I think you keep your eye on the Astros. I'm not, I'm not enthusiastic about the Padres. I just think their lineup is so top heavy. Once you get beyond four, yeah. there's too many dead innings for him. And Snell's been the only the, the only reliable starter in the last two months, right? He's Musgrove, I think his arrow's pointing up. Could be, yeah, could be. I'm not. You know, I'm off a die. I don't like Darvish at I all. Know. He's a fake yep. ace. Yeah. Uh, so and and their bullpen their bullpen has not been great either. So I just don't see it for the Padres. I know. I. I think the, the 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 Giants are an interesting team, although I think their defense is poor. I, I you know, Cobb has thrown very well. I like Logan Webb. Um, that's Clefinesman. So it, it's interesting in the West. And will Arizona hang on? They kind of stumbled a little bit into the break, you know. But the Dodgers, who's, who's the Dodgers going to pitch for the Dodgers? I don't know. Now Kershaw's on the DL. Yeah, this this and that. So it, it's interesting. And the the National League Wild Card race will be wildly interesting. I think. It, well, Giolito is uh, is rumored to be headed to the Dodgers. Does that do anything for your opinion? Um, yeah, probably needs they, a change of scenery. To, they have to shore up. I think he's been in a kind of a toxic thing there, and and, yep. and, and he's like with Cease. Although I don't think you know, I don't love that. I bet him at three hundred to one, and I don't think I've gotten any value on him. They the bullpen's blown six games in in the month since I bet him. I mean, Jesus. ridiculous. Well, they'd be like three out or two out if, if yeah. they hadn't. But Lance Lynn's pitched a lot better uh, mm-hmm. lately. And, you know, Cease is going to give you a pretty consistent performance. Remember, he had that string of 13 out of 14 where he only gave up one earned run. Yep. I think that's a great move for Giolito, though, to get out of there and, and get a fresh start on a team that's going to be a playoff team. Yeah, Lance Lynn's uh, got some Texas rumors floating around him. Where's Otani go? Does Otani go before the before the trade deadline? He cannot. How can Artie Marino sit down and tell him I'm taking your AL MVP away? Wow. Trading him? They're not trading him in the American League. 
He's taking an MVP away from the guy. All the whole purpose of the guy is to win awards. I mean, that's what this kid wants. He wants Cy Youngs and he wants MVPs. And you'll never convince me other than that. Mm-hmm. It's all the nonsense. Incredible to watch. I watch every time he pitches. I try to watch all his at bats. Yeah. But come on with all the nonsense. Yeah. Any I mean, chance? He can't speak English in an interview. What's he yelling at the umpires all the time about? <laughs> yeah, right. He hops off the mound on every pitch within eight inches of the strike zone that he doesn't get. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's hitting 300. That was always my criticism. I said he's a 260 hitter shouldn't be an MVP. Most homers, most triples, most, you know, of course, yeah. the, the scores are all in on it too. I mean, they hit the ball down the line against the White Sox, and Sheets kicked it three times. He wound up on thirty. <laughs> Everybody's in on it. I mean. yeah. uh, speaking of can't speak English, that's one of my takeaways from the All Star game. My guy Vladdy Guerrero has an interpreter beside him all the time. All right, since he's got to the major leagues, I get it. He's not comfortable. I'm not being critical of him. He sat down on the Fox set after the game. And spoke fluent English. Fluent. They speak yes. fluently. Yes. It's amazing. It does. I think they just like to keep their friends employed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great point. <laughs> I never thought about that because after he went to Fox, he did a t- he did an interview with uh, Canadian TV and yeah. he had to have the yeah. interpreter. <laughs> I never thought about that. Keeping their buddies, that's good stuff. We're out of time, Mike Baum. Uh, uh, glad to have you back. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio. Uh, you're going to be a little bit earlier, 11.30 with us locally if this gets posted here tonight. We'll talk to you next week on The Hook. And thanks for being with us. We're sponsored by Circus Sports in Iowa. You've been watching Iowa Everywhere. That's Mike Palm. I'm Ken Miller. We'll see you next time. Iowa Everywhere.